Hello and welcome to Court Games, a podcast for the Legend of the Five Rings community, funded by the Legend of the Five Rings Discord Patreon. This podcast will focus on the RPG stories and lore for Legend of the Five Rings. I'm Kova. And I'm Kikita Kaori, and here we are again. Indeed we are. So what has been going on in the world of L5R as far as the role-playing game is concerned, and also lore and stories and stuff? Well, actually, we've had quite a bit. Um, for starters, this has been the first couple of uh, FFG Twitch streams that have been played. Uh, they did a Twitch stream setting up character creation on Tuesday of this week, and then uh, they did a one-shot on Thursday of this week. The GM was the uh, person who did the was the lead designer for the uh, Winter's Embrace RPG module that's coming out. Uh, some people who were listening to the stream said they've played the Winter's Embrace module and said it was the most intense role-playing they ever engaged in. So that was good. Uh, they There were some things that came out of that that were tips from that party. It was two scorpion and a crab party, so they weren't big on the high honor end of things for the empire <laughs> not exactly no that, that that's not the high honor clans <laughs> love them love them deeply but still right uh the, it was a very much a kind of a you know anti shadowlands sort of party i think yeah. their scenario was that the crab was going to the scorpion to get a shipment of jade and ran into problems in the scorpion village where they were right. at um in so i saw some tips from the role-playing game in when i watched the um character creation one uh people had a lot of questions that they asked the gm uh they definitely were talking about honor in terms of when to use it when to lose it what it costs and Definitely was against honor, what they called honor gotchas. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to make a character lose honor, uh, if the character is doing something that might be dishonorable, uh, you they recommend telling them ahead of time that will lose you honor, allowing them to have take backs. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and. If, especially if you're dealing with new players and if you are more experienced in the setting than they are, if you can kind of like, if you do it that way, that is going to cost you honor. Maybe here's, an, here's another way. And then you, your player's got the choice. But yeah, make it a choice. Don't kind of, ha ha, that costs you honor and you didn't know. Ha ha ha. It's like, who, who wants that? They talk about in the role playing game, um, wagering honor a lot. And, that's a way to do it, uh, you know, where it's a, like a mechanical, m more mechanical way of lay, playing it out. Uh, a wager being something phrased like, I will rescue the princess. And that, therefore, that is an honor wager. If you fail to rescue the princess, you lose honor. But if you'd succeed in rescuing the princess, you gain honor. I, I think I think that's a nice kind of thing where it does replicate a thing that, that people you see in the samurai drummers doing where they make these big pronouncements of what they're going to do and, and that kind of thing. So I think kind of encouraging that behavior is quite cool, but obviously you still, you still have the standard, you did this action, therefore you gain honor because you did the thing 
or I wouldn't do that. Well, you know, you can. It's a choice, but it's going to cost you honor. And so it becomes more of a, a choice, though. And I, I do like that. They also talked about honor, and someone asked how much their honor seems to fluctuate during a game. And uh, the GM says said that uh, it fluctuated between you know not at all to you know a full six points on a transaction. If you're a higher honor character who does something that loses you honor, you can lose a fair bit. Like so, so that's like it could eat, uh, six points in one go. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, not six ranks, six points. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's it's a one to one hundred scale, so six points is six percent of your potential full honor. Cool. Okay. Right, and it sounded like having multiple honor losses at the table was not a you know in one session is not a regular thing for the way that they were playing it out. I suspect that is one of those things that each table is going to have to kind of look at and decide. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's good to get a kind of a a reference. Right. Um, one of the things I hope in the future of the RPG, they do find more ways to integrate the benefits of being higher honor in, in there. Yeah, yeah. It's always it's always tricky because there is an unacknowledged um, benefit to being low honor, which is you can do anything. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the scorpion. Uh, very often, do they? We do these things that other people can't do because of their silly honor. Right, uh, but then you wonder wonder why why does anybody use honor in that case? And I think there are reasons, but the, the game kind of really needs to dig into it, and so that people have the choice between playing high honor and getting these plus points, these minus points, or playing low honor and getting different plus points and different minus points. Exactly, having having that variation, and I, I think that it's something that the RPG could stand to develop. They have the paragon yeah. advantages if you get to a certain threshold, but that's about it right now. And uh, fourth edition L5R certainly had uh, more ways, especially for certain schools, to turn yeah, those yeah, honor yeah, into benefits. There were there, yeah, there were schools that turned honor into murder points, which was obviously quite good. <laughs> and, uh, and and schools that work the other way, the schools that there's like you don't want to have high honor because then this ability will be quite nice. To see. Yeah, but school has time. Also, this week we had clan letters for the RPG. Mm, this is why today's episode is going to be quite busy. Uh, yes, the, the clan letters have come out, and we currently have all of them except Unicorn and Scorpion, which mm-hmm. may be out by the time you get to listen to this. But we do have a whole bunch of clan letters. And one of the more interesting points is that they are quite clearly written before the events of uh, the previous fictions where um, last stone played yeah last stone i'm terrible at remembering titles uh this is clearly <laughs> taking place before last stone played where the emperor came down with a sudden dose of completely natural causes <laughs> and that is actually quite interesting because obviously they're talking about um we are going who's going to be keeping uh, Kunshu, the, the traditional sword of the Hante, who's going to be keeping it until the crown prince is of age? And that's obviously a, an odd question if everything is changed. But clearly these letters have gone out right before that happened. So, 
as I've, I believe the phrase I've been using is several cats are now being set amongst several pigeons. <laughs> and that, that should be some interesting fallout. Yes. Uh, so we kind of, it's been discussed a lot on the Discord about how that can be. So why would they send out Konshu uh, and and be lobbying it about it now if this is before the emperor has passed mm. away and nobody knows he's going to pass away. And the answer that, you know, discussion on Discord anyway has seemed to come towards is that it may be traditional that when the heir apparent uh, first undergoes his genpuku, then the clan, the sword at that time is passed to a clan for safekeeping yep. until the old emperor dies, whether that's months away or years away. Uh, if because it's not like the emperor is using it very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a traditional thing. Crown prince and you got. It. I mean, I I actually have to admit, I first thought when they said what's going to happen to Kunshu and it's going to go into the guardianship of a clan, like it would go to the clan lands. But then I remembered that, no, there's actually embassies and stuff mm-hmm. in Otsanuchi. So it's probably just going to, like, that clan's, you know, palace. So if the emperor does need it, he could just kind of, like, roll up. Although I don't right. think rolling up is a thing emperors really do. It's a big kind of procession. But, you know. <laughs> well, talking about big processions. So if he had his Genpuku in the spring, which he mm. he had uh, from what we can figure out from the timeline, he had to have had it during the spring. Um, then why do they start lobbying in the fall? Why haven't they yep. been lobbying from the beginning? And it is a big cer- – if this is a big tradition and a big ceremonial yeah. function, really the only time that the real representatives of the emperor, the clan champions and so on, would normally get together is is winter court. Yes, this does feel like a big imperial winter court thing as right. opposed to a, you know, we'll just do this right now. So he had his Genpaku in the spring and so this is coming up to – the very next winter court after that, which is mm-hmm. when that gets decided. And that, that makes perfect sense. And then yeah, the but, lobbying for who gets it has yeah. to happen during the fall as we go into that winter court. So yeah, yeah. that makes it sense for all the letters. Yeah, I mean, we have to understand that um, even if they do have the occasional Ashikanja, uh, these things take time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't, they don't have like faxes or emails or, you know, anything – Funky like that. They, yeah, letters have to go back and forwards and, and all that kind of good stuff. So things can sometimes happen at a slower pace. Like he's been a great big grown up adult for like a few months now, but we now, this is, this is when we, we actually decide what happens with Kunchu. That's really cool. I like that. And so we have letters from the Phoenix. Uh, they had a problem in the LCG with Phoenix in that um, some various things went wrong at the uh, in the planning up to the Birmingham Grand Cote, which mm-hmm. is there in the UK. And it feels like to make up for some of the things that went wrong, the FFG decided to add a story prize late on the tournament. And uh, this Phoenix... Um, letter has a question in it that is the story prize decided for the Birmingham Grand Tote, which is whether Asako Meizawa uh, should investigate Oda-san Uchi or investigate within the Phoenix. So, mm. 
I don't think that's decided yet, but, or if it did, it happened just this weekend and I haven't found out the results yet. Right, um, yeah. But uh, they, they're going to get to vote on who the Maho hunters get to investigate. What's going yeah, on in Onosanuchi yeah. or what's going on inside the Phoenix because homegrown Maho is the best Maho, right? Well, yeah. Uh, the uh, I believe the uh, the kind of stereotype is like the Phoenix never met a Maho they didn't like, but I'm sure that's <laughs> not true. It's just a stereotype. They are the the guardians of of niceness and stuff in the Empire. I'm sure. Uh, we also get it's, some, it's always oh sorry go ahead. <laughs> we also get some lore going on. Uh, what's going on with the Phoenix right now? Which is that Asako Tsugi is setting off to Crablands to look for. Uh, Isawa Tadaka, who was until recently the elemental master of Earth, or still is, but he's he's gone for a wander. So <laughs> um, Asuka Tsuki is off to look for him and also check in with Hida Kasada. So that should be entertaining. See what goes on there. And, uh, and also- that was from the world's decision. Oh, right. That okay. was from the world's decision uh, that was made in November, was which family right, who gets to sent. go find Tadaka. Yeah. Um, it is also mentioned that elemental imbalances seem to be drying up some rivers and streams, which is very interesting. And uh, there's an interesting question which has been opened, which is um, Tsukune mentions traveling from Shiro Gisei, which is interesting because Gisei is um, last time we heard from the law, which is admittedly oldish law, so maybe it's not quite as relevant as we thought it was, but uh, mm-hmm. Gisei Toshi is a secret city which most people don't believe exists. And it's kind of interesting that it's just, oh, by the way, I went here. So So maybe it's not so secret this time around. It might not be so secret, or maybe Shiro Gisei is not the secret bit, you know? Everyone knows there's a castle there. It's not a city next to it, but there's a castle, maybe. (laughs) Um, Yeah, or maybe the city exists, but what it does... Is secret, or there's a secret bit within it that's even actually properly secret, and who knows? Yeah, that's my my inclination is to say that the city exists, but what it's for, mm. nobody nobody knows. All sorts, and there's like secret bits in it, and all that sort of good, exciting right. stuff. And there was a letter from the dragon. Most of the other letters don't have so many open questions, and they mm. don't have story prizes around them. Uh, Tagashi has sent Hitomi. And Mitsu with Kitsuki Yuruma to Odasan, uh, with Mitsu to Odasan Uchi to go defend the emperor. Yep. <laughs> well, that went uh, well. <laughs> that went well. Um, he's got, however, the letter is written by Kitsuki Yuruma, who was the lead ambassador in Odasan Uchi. I believe the dragon picked, uh, Kitsuki for their prize. Yes. So yeah, because it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, who do you, who do we, which family do we pick? And they picked a Kitsuki. Right. So Yurumi was uh, Yuruma was already the master courtier there, so he is basically probably going to be doing some investigation because that's what Kitsuki do. It's what we do, and we we, we almost can't help it. Um, <laughs> and it's nice to get a interesting that Hitomi is getting a mention, so she's up to stuff. But, which we kind of already knew, but it kind of it might be interesting to see what goes on. The crab. She's been mentioned an awful lot for someone who uh, has so far only featured in the story as 
a rather brash sub-commander mm. under the Miramoto Daimyo. That's so true. I wonder if she's important. I, I, who knows. Um, uh, the crab, meanwhile, are trying to make an alliance with Scorpion. Pincer alliance. Uh, <laughs> they're also trying to be as annoying to the crane as, as, as they possibly can. Uh, I wonder why. Mm. And... Uh, uh, they've also sent Yasuki Oguri to investigate the watchtower at Ishigaki province because it has not been reporting. And they're also sending Yasuki Taka to negotiate with Bayushi Yojiro in Otsan Uchi for Jade. Uh, I, th- uh, I think actually that's in Toshi Rambo. That's my mistake. I suspect that. I was kind of going, is he in Otsan Uchi? Because he's kind of like no, he's- got a new job now. He, he, and, his pop- <laughs> that's right. he and his pop collars. Have gone to uh, Toshi Rambo. <laughs> That's the best Scorpion mask ever. Oh, it's so, it's so, it's so silly. Anyway, let's not talk about that. <laughs> uh, I believe also the uh, sending Yusuke is again a story a story decision. Yes, that was that was the story decision. Mm. So it's an interesting one. Uh, Yusuke implies bringing in ally, allies and. Uh, from other clans. So we shall see what yep. they have to do. Uh, the crane letter has the crane doing their traditional, uh, let's get everybody married to a crane. Uh, they have selected a candidate, Doji Chioi, to be who they are going to present to Hante Soteri, poor girl, uh, as a potential bride. Yeah, yeah. It, it is it's very much a, you're an emperor. Which crane do you want to marry? Who said I want to know? Which crane are you going to marry? See, things have gotten complicated, but that's the plan anyway. The letter was written by uh, Kakita Yoshi in his role as Imperial Chancellor. Um, he does mention that Doji Kuanan is in Odasanuchi to investigate uh, Satsume's death and that Kakita Sami is with Doji Kozunabu with the fox, which we learned last uh, last fiction. Mm. Uh, the story prize for Worlds is not in this letter because that's in Last Fiction yep. with Kakita Kaisen. Yeah, it's kind of mentioned, but you know, it, it actually happened Last Fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like that we're going to get some movement on Doji Kawanon and his investigation. Yeah, there's a card set coming up in the LCG called Death of Satsume. Which doesn't seem like the most relevant to death to be investigating at this time, but that tells me that uh, Doji Kuanan's going to be kicking a lot of sand around. So it seems that way. Uh, the lion, meanwhile, um, uh, <laughs> very upset with with the unicorn, largely. But uh, Kitsu Chiemi is commander of the Imperial Legions. Uh, Tsuko is continuing her strike against the crane. And Seppun Michiko is the one who announced putting the sword out there. And there you go. And they're looking <laughs> it's got they're looking to ally with the Phoenix. Because they're not Scorpion or Crane. That that, <laughs> that is apparently it. Um but the Scorpion and Crane then the Lion aren't getting on with them, and the Phoenix aren't either of those two. So they're like you're the you're the top of the list of people we like. Because you're not on the list of right. people we don't like. So in the Kote season, uh the Various card game tournaments, which are feed into the lore of the RPG uh, through the story wins. They've had this set of tournaments where people get to pick and support uh, who gets Kunshu, who gets this blade, mm. as we've said. And right now, Scorpion are on top. 
and Crane and Phoenix are behind them. It's and then glory. pretty much everyone else is out of the running. Yeah, it's, it's Glory specifically, isn't it? That uh, Glory for Kunshu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But uh, yeah, I believe I believe it's like Scorpion in the lead, but not one hundred percent locked in. Someone could still do the thing. I don't understand the LCG at all, but they could do the thing that would make that happen with the cards right. and the thing. I don't, I don't understand it at all, but <laughs> but that's my understanding. Right. So we shall see. It may be another one. You know, another win for the Scorpion uh, as well as Toshi Rambo, but. Uh, We'll have to find that out mm. when when those fictions come out. But that's not in the RPG. So it isn't. We do have more RPG news. Oh, there's so much stuff happening. Good lord. So we have an update on the Courts of Stone. Uh, the Courts of Stone RPG is coming out. We're thinking late summer. Uh, not midsummer, late June, uh, is the num is the dates that I've heard referred right, right. to. But FFG has not committed anything, probably because if they commit, then and they don't make it, everyone gets mad at them. Yes, this update just focuses on the Deer Clan. So the Shadowlands book had the Falcon Clan. Now we have the Deer Clan, and the Deer Clan. We did have mention in the old lore of Sheikah matchmakers as being a thing, but they were never a developed minor clan in the old lore. So this is all very, very new. I was not aware of that. Uh, How interesting. I, I think that they did. I seem to recall that term long ago. <laughs> but it was it was more like a dropped dropped name and nothing to go with it. We do have a lot with the Deer Clan now, however. Mm. Uh they are publicly known as matchmakers, and it looks like there is a specific school for that in this module. There is another school called Spear Dancers, whose official job is to pass messages neutrally between parties. And um, as written, they have the deer as a whole, maybe through individual dreamer, you know, people with the talent, or maybe they all have this ability, they can see into the future, and they know what is good and bad for the future of the Empire, mm. and then they use their power of suggestion and being super, super subtle, and arranged messages, and so on, to influence that future, to keep the clans in balance and at peace. Uh, the, like, the spear dancers will show up unexpectedly in the middle of the night to protect this random person from assassination attempts. Yeah. Or they will go and kill this random. Yeah. Potential. Yeah. I don't know, baby Hitler. <laughs> There's. <laughs> the, yeah. Uh, potential threat. Uh, it looks like they also have a shinobi brunch, which should be interesting. I don't think they have shinobi. They can oh, become right. okay, shinobi. Okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, they, see how many schools they get when the actual book comes out. Right. Um, it does look like the Courts of Stone, aside from the Deer Clan, may have a mercenary ninja school out there for Ronin to join. So they do talk about Deer Clan becoming mercenary ninja, but saying mercenary and ninja doesn't imply that the deer themselves, yeah, 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 have ninja. And uh, 
the ninja look like they're getting, you know, lots of new ninjutsu, including a bunch of unarmed combat techniques. Which sounds cool if that's uh, what you're interested in playing. And uh, I'm still not sold on the Deer Clan. Really, really not. Because if any great clan finds out what they've been up to, there will be a spanking. They're serious. I mean, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Oh, they're so super subtle. They're too subtle for anybody to find oh, out. Well, <laughs> then, then the Scorpion are not doing their job, if you ask me. Or the Phoenix, for that matter. Or the Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. It's it's one of those things. I'll when when it comes out, and we'll see how it actually plays. But I'm not sold yet. But we'll see. I think it is a fine. It sounds like a fine clan for a PC because PCs are allowed to be extra special. Yeah, true. And have all kinds of. You know, they don't, you can have this PC who doesn't want to be involved in any of the politics of the clan, but sort of is above them all working for the good of the empire. I can, I can totally see wanting a BC to be that way. I, I mean, there's um, a certain. You get all the good parts and none of the bad parts of being a great clan. Maybe, person. but it could also lead into, oh, this is what my vision told me, becoming the, this is what my character would do. Kind of thing. So, anyway. Yes. So, we'll have to yep. see. I, I want to give it the benefit of the yep. doubt. I, yep. I try always to. My biggest fear is that having it takes away the specialties of, you know, some of the coolest parts of many of the other clans, mm. whether it's Scorpion manipulating things behind the scenes for the good of the Empire, yep. or Dragon foreseeing the future and doing strange things because they have this vision yep. of the future that they want to control. Or, you know, even the crane has matchmakers and spear. Yeah, yeah. A special Yari school that was pretty cool. And the Otomo um, do the, uh, let's let's manipulate the clans to make sure we don't have... Anything going too badly wrong? Right. So it seems like right now, and this is only from the description, that it's stepping on the toes of the rest of the Empire a bit. And not just any toes, but like some of the some, coolest some, some things. Some quite important some of the other and cards. fun toes. I mean, I think I think it's a very difficult balance to take with, the minor, with, with adding minor clans, is to make them interesting, but at the same time, you still need niche protection for the people who do want to play great clans and have some minor clan come along and say, well, now, no, actually, I do that cool thing. That kind of can make you feel a little less special. But we will see, as with all these things. Yep, we, we shall see. And, and it could be just fine. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see. There's a lot of ways they yeah. can take it. And I know I'm going to get the book anyway, so. And ultimately, you know, I don't have to play Deer Clan and if I run a game, I can say no Deer Clan. And if you want to run a game and you say, Deer Clan are amazing, everyone's Deer Clan, then you can do that. So, you know, you don't. That's absolutely right. Uh, and, and it could be very positive. Yeah. If So, um, because we've had 30 minutes worth of news, um, we could go on and talk about the founding of the Empire. How would you like to talk about that? I think, I think we should uh, have a part two, and then we can come back and we can start talking about... Uh, the beginning of the empire because we had quite a lot of rpg news this week so let's do that so uh we're going to sign off for now 
And this is Kikita Kaori. May the fortunes favor you. And I've been Kova, and until next time, keep your jade handy. <laughs> <laughs>